What's really good, everybody? It's me, J-Caps, and you are listening to The World According to J-Caps. Um, what's been going on? Uh, how How's your week been? I know there's really no way of you responding to that question, except I think that you should just speak out loud if you're listening to this on headphones and you're in a public place. Just respond to the question. How has your week been? And just speak it into the world. Um, and if people look at you like, who are you talking to? Just pretend like you're on the phone or something. Or just hold up, if you're eating a sandwich, hold the sandwich up to your ear and pretend you're talking to the sandwich. Um, if you're at work, uh, just just announce it to the public. See what happens. Because I wish that we could all just participate together in something. Uh and that's my wish. That's my wish because this podcast is me talking to a microphone in isolation, but in the hopes that it reaches you and that you communicate with it and we have um, some type of symbiosis, even though we are all apart ultimately. And that's how I'm going to start the show with that weird... Um, with that weird f- philosophical, uh, you know, just mushing, mushing ideas together in the moment, which is what we do here on The World According to J-Caps. Um, so in the past week, last week, I'll just, since I think this goes out to like, I don't know who met, like 15 people or something like that, who are, who are still paying attention to what I'm doing. Last week, I, I made an episode of, of Grading Animals, which was kind of like a... A little bit of a cry for help, kind of. I think it was a little bit of a what. What I was told by the people closest to me that it was really treading the line between entertainment and being like self-indulgent begging bullshit. That um, that I'm better than. And uh, after after two people told me that, I was like, whoa, maybe. And it's like, here's the thing. What I was what I was confronted with was, are you using the audience that has become that that you've attracted to yourself through creating, you know, the best you could do creative stuff? Are you using them as a sponge that you could wring affection out of? And I was like, yeah, duh. That's that's what I was just doing. Like but but actually it was something that um that was revealed to me and I wasn't just like duh I was like oh wow okay that's you know that's that's something to be aware of so I took the post down because I was like I don't know I felt like um I don't want to do that I don't want to I'd rather I'd rather like I li- I'd rather live or die by the merits of my creation and not because I tried to play upon the uh sentiment for people to feel um bad for me. That being said, I the post was received with a with a, a huge uh well of empathy from the audience who really did have my back and really did um I don't know. Feel like uh, like I was talking some truth about uh, how it feels to be a creative person in the mo- in the world right now, especially a relatively unknown creative person. And 
I felt like uh, I did feel the affection from the audience, and I, I I know that that's not a thing that I can that I should, um, well one take or take for granted, but it's not something that I should, um, I I should not like uh, like like go to that. That's not like I'm very grateful that that's there that you that the audience is there and like cares uh, cares about me through this through this strange conduit like of I make something and you know that the people are there to have my back in that moment and maybe my lower my sad moments but I don't want to like always go to that for um for refuge I think that that would be um that would be not right so anyway I took the I took the post down so but if you did see it that, and and uh, you you were one of the people who was uh, very kind, and I, I am very grateful. So thank you guys, and um, let's give a round of applause to everybody. Thank you so much. You really made me feel good and made me feel less uh, like, well, because because people close to me said that like yeah, it looks like you're gonna try to kill yourself, and I'm like, well, no, I'm not gonna kill myself, but for sure it felt like that while I was shooting the thing. I definitely, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Sometimes you do feel like killing yourself. Even though going through with it seems like a lot of work. Like actually killing yourself. Like, have you ever just gotten the knife out and thought about Elliot Smith style just stabbing yourself in the heart? And then you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Plus, what a piece of shit you would be to everybody who actually does care about you in the world. Because even... Because people do care about you, even in the most cursory way, people do care about you. Um, so don't, so don't do that. Don't kill yourself. But sometimes you feel like killing yourself, and it's just that's part of life. That's part of the wonderful spectrum of experience that we have as humans on this planet. That sometimes shit gets so intense that we are weak, and we think, "Hey, you know what would be cool? A get out of jail free card called suicide." So, anyways, but no. I'm not, um, you know, no, I'm not going to kill. I would never do that. But it does sometimes seem like it would be, like, cool to just, you know, I mean, things seem so dire. It's very fucked up. Like, isn't it crazy that everyone you talk to makes it seem like we live in a, a world that's completely untenable? You know, it's like the environment is closing down around us. Our government is fucking our face every single minute our fellow man is looking for any type of social infra infraction that they could use against us to fuck our lives up um nothing you do has any value you could be a fucking brilliant musician artist writer and it holds no value against a teenage girl shaking her tits on an on an app right all of these things um you know the very way that you would work for a company is a corrupt, uh, is a corrupt, um, uh, we call, uh, uh, is, is it like the, um, connection between yourself and your job is like inherently corrupt because of all the bad things that your job does to the world. And it's like, but you're not supposed to want to kill yourself, but you're not supposed to want to take yourself off the board and be like, oh, you know what? I think I have a solution to this problem. At least I think that I could, are you feeling upset at the state of the world and the limited prospects that you have in the world and the fact that you're getting older and there's no way out 
well, why not try fentanyl, uh, the number one drug that's available for anybody to get a get-out-of-life-free card. Um, because life is increasingly feeling like a jail and... All right, again, like, I'm sorry, like, yes. I don't want to, like, no, don't kill yourself. Don't do fentanyl and kill yourself. Like, it's not, it's not good. It's not fun. I don't know. Maybe, although, let me think. Maybe fentanyl is probably, like, an easier way. Like, why not, like, why not go out, like, in, like, a, a, a like a 1960s hippie days? But no, but no, no, I, no, don't, don't do that. I'm not saying that that's a good idea. I don't like that idea. I'm not promoting that. I don't think that's a good idea, but I'm just saying that, you know, it, can we, like, fucking lighten up? Can can the world, like, not make it feel like this world is unlivable? Like, can we just grant that to our fellow living things on Earth that everything uh, that there is actually the possibility for happiness and joy in some little way before like ma- before like making everyone feel like nothing is worth living for because honestly it's it does feel like that it does feel like that and so um you know so anyways what the fuck was i supposed to be doing here yo yo what the fuck i'm supposed to be doing here yo um uh, some of you guys suggested some stuff, and I am going to try to do re- respond to the suggestions. And I don't know. Hopefully, my responses will be novel. Hopefully, we're gonna hopefully hope my responses will be on the ding side and not on the bad side. That's what I'm hoping for. But you know what? It's always there. Possibly, I might fuck shit up and say something that's not good. We're just gonna, we're just gonna know that that's possibly how this is gonna gonna play out. All right, first suggestion is from a longtime listener and Patreon member of the show, uh, Lopez twenty four twenty, and Lopez twenty four twenty says, "What he goes? Wait a second, I'm." He goes, where is his suggestion? He hates stupid people who kill huge alligator gars just for fun. All right, let me break this down for the non for the non-initiated who heard what I just said and didn't make sense of the sentence. He hates stupid people who kill huge alligator gars just for fun. Now, alligator gars are a big fish, okay? Maybe you guys never watched the show River Monsters. Did you guys ever watch the show River Monsters on Discovery Channel? Maybe not. But anyways, so did you know that... So you guys have probably heard of the ocean, right? Now, the ocean is like the big... It's like the big water that separates all of the people on Earth. And that's what God did to make sure that we didn't all learn the same language and build up a tower so that we could go and get him. Because God was afraid at one point that we were going to build a tower and then go up to God's house and be like, what the fuck is the deal? How come you gave us such an untenable uh, situation to live through on earth? So he made the, uh, he made all, he put the water in between everybody or something like that. I don't know. But what you might not know is that also, 
there are there's water that's not in the ocean that's actually in between land on earth that's known as lakes and rivers and in those lakes and rivers there are big fish it's true it's true some of you guys have heard of fishing and not fishing out on the ocean but yes fishing in lakes and rivers and um yes yeah, so there was a TV show called River Monsters because there are fishes out in the freshwaters of the lakes and rivers that are very big. And one of those fishes is known as the alligator gar. And the reason they call him the alligator gar is because he has a nose like an alligator. That's the Honestly, that's the best way to explain it. There's nothing really else that's like him that does alligator stuff. He doesn't have a... Um, Scale. Well, he does kind of have scales. Actually, I guess in a way, alligator gar is a lot like an alligator because they have a nose like an alligator. Their are their their legs are kind of alligator esque, but they don't have like claws on them. But they could actually sort of like walk with them. They don't have a long tail, but they do have like very tough, scaly skin. So. I take it back. They are kind of like alligators. And apparently what um, Lopez2420 is saying is that some assholes are killing them just for fun. And this is the big problem that we have. We have a world where people just kill stuff for fun and it goes under the radar because no matter what you, no matter, no matter how many times you could um, pray for it to be different, it's just that animals don't, they cannot afford lawyers. So if an animal gets killed and nobody can like represent the case, then usually it just, it goes under, it goes under the radar and nobody can, especially a wild animal. Some animals have become domesticated over, over the course of human history. And it was mostly for having avocation. So for instance, horses were like really the engine of a lot of human progress because horsepower obviously they like needed humans needed horsepower to like move shit but unfortunately um you know they a lot of horses died but it was actually a necessary sacrifice because then horses could make friends with humans enough so that years later uh, somebody would write a book about how nice horses were, like Black Beauty by uh, Andrea Sewell, I think, or um, Alexandria Sewell, or maybe Amanda Sewell. Don't know what her first name is, but I know her last name is Sewell. Anyway, that was the first book that ever got horses' rights. Horses' rights is a big thing. You can't just, you think you could just go up to a horse and whack it in the face with a hammer? Pfft, you can't do that anymore. Used to be able to do that. Used to be able to walk around and smash horses' skulls in with a with a sledgehammer. But no, after the book Black Beauty, that became that type of behavior became um, uncouth. That was known as uncouth behavior to smash a, a horse's skull in. And the same thing with dogs is actually you get in a lot of trouble. You get in a, a lot a lot of trouble for even misbehaving with the dog's um with the dog's human person um meaning the human person of a dog's soul 
because dogs are people too, and they're not to be trifled with. Dogs, cats, and horses, I believe, are the only animals that have close to human rights for their human person. Um, And ironically, it's because of their person that they're associated with that they have those rights. Um, All the other animals pretty much can go fuck themselves. They have no rights at all. And the most you can do is like, I don't know, you can give money to some uh, organization uh, which will pocket like 90% of the money and then they'll like, they'll flip a quarter to like some like anti-poaching people in sub-Saharan Africa who like are trying to not get like the the last 13 lions killed for, I don't know. But basically no other animal has any rights and it's, you know, it's a little bit of a situation, but what can you do? Lopez 2420, you want my opinion on it? I don't think that alligator gars should be killed for fun because first of all, they are cool looking. Um, one of the one of the best things an animal can do for themselves to um, to gain cachet with humans, um, besides uh, going back in time and evolutionarily uh, forming a symbiotic relationship with them, is to look cool. Because animals that look cool, we tend to maybe have a lesser attachment to. I mean, even animals that look cool still get killed a lot. But then, you know, we feel humans do feel a little bit of a little regret for that. So anyway, I'm going to say that killing alligator gars for fun is not chill and not cool. So on to the next suggestion. We got I am the Senate seven from Instagram who says speed limits. And he just suggests speed limits and now speed limits. Well, there's a speed at which the world operates on, and that speed is from moment to moment. We live in a time where every second, there's another second, and a second after that, and a second after that, and then after 60 seconds, a minute has gone by. After 60 minutes, they consider that, in many places, an hour. And after 24 hours, they consider that an entire day. But actually, it's not 24 hours. It's it's 24 hours. It's not 24 hours. It's actually 23.997 hours is the actual is the actual time of a day. And uh, and and with that, um, that is that is the actual speed of life that we experience life at. Now, uh on the other hand, we can um, have we can have memory. Memory exists on a different speed time zone because when we think back upon our lives, we compress time into these um, into these edits, which we keep in our mind, and those edits actually don't go based on our second by second time rate. So uh, we. So when we think of our memories, there are speed limits actually on them because we don't go back and re- and remember things in real time. We actually remember them faster than time. And should we be able to do that? Should we be able to remember things faster? Should 
we be able to break the speed limit when we remember something not in real time? Like if you think of like your childhood, then you think of your adolescence, then you think of like last week, and you think about them all so fast together. You're speeding through time. You're speeding through time, like faster than life could even actually process that. And is that allowed? And if you see somebody thinking like that, is it okay if you rat them out? Because, as you know, we live in a time where ratting people out is that's that's actually how things work. Ratting people out is is um, society's answer to. Um, a tiered uh, meritocracy. Uh, back in the day, um, you know, I guess things were, uh, I don't think things were ever fair, but things were, th- had the, um, had the uh, appearance of fairness. But that was before, that was before the current uh, time, the CT, uh, uh, CTP, current time period, where you could just complain things out of existence. And I wonder if, um, if the speed limit on memory is something that should be complained out of existence. Listen, I went out on a limb there. Uh, I am the Senate 7. I tried to connect those thoughts. It seems ridiculous. It actually seems ridiculous to even say that sentence together. So let's, um, let's try to address that suggestion in a more straightforward way. Speed limits when it comes to driving a car. Um, you know, I got into a car accident in October where I got T-boned. I don't, I don't think I mentioned it that much, but, um, I think I was going the speed limit, but if I was going any faster than the speed limit, I might've gotten even, so I didn't get, I didn't get, uh, paralyzed or dead from that car accident. But I wondered after the fact, if I was going faster, would I have gotten, would I have gotten, uh, paralyzed or dead, or if I was going way too past the speed limit, would I have missed the f- crash entirely? Maybe I should have been going so fast that the car didn't even hit me. That would be cool. Or sh- or maybe I should go under the speed limit and miss it. Um. Anyways, that also was not. That also was. Um. You know, we went there for for really. We risk. We did. Did we risk enough? In that, I'm sorry, I understand it. I I think both of those, but that's all I have for that suggestion. The suggestion of speed limits, which doesn't offer much, but I tried to give it as much as I could. So um, let's move on to um, let's move on to another suggestion, and this is a suggestion from Matata, who suggests ants the bug or ants the movie he doesn't care as long as i address ants now ants are an insect now and i don't like insects i think that i don't like insects just because they're bugs more specifically buggy wuggies i am afraid of bugs you know the reason is i don't like bugs is because you can't see them coming like for instance what if i told you that last night in your bed, there were bugs and they were crawling on your dick or your pussy or in your ear or both. Or they crawled in and out of your nostril and explored the place like they were like they were going to an open house. How would you feel? First of all, you'd, you'd probably feel gross. You'd feel invaded. 
Well, this is exactly how bugs operate because bugs, they're too small and stupid to appreciate the status distinction between humans and who they are, bugs, which are, bugs are basically just viruses that evolved into like full-time animals. So like viruses, like let's say the pandemic uh, COVID-19 2020 or um, like the flu. But what happens when it's not flu season? Where does the flu go? Like it's just, it goes into the air or something like that. It does, it doesn't, I don't know. I don't know what happens to it. But what happens is bugs are the final form of insect of uh viruses because they were like you know what we're gonna buy a brick and mortar like when viruses viruses are like the website they're like the amazon.com version where it's like they don't have an actual store they just have they're in the air like the internet and then come when it comes uh winter time then you can get sick but then they're like you know what we have a successful business but we could actually stand to open up a business, open up a real brick and mortar. And that's when viruses went mainstream and became bugs. And for the most part, they're gross. And they also carry a lot of diseases and they're terrible. They're like the they're like maybe possibly the worst most they're called pestilence. What do you think pestilence comes from? Bugs. Right? But ants, on the other hand, of all the bugs out there, they're not the worst. They're not the worst of the insects. And I'll give you an example. So like it so like for instance ants um from what I understand there's a queen ant who literally just lays down and gets fucked all day long. And the cum loads of the ants who fuck it those can form individual egg packets. So she could have like 14 billion babies inside of her all growing independently from all different guys, right? which is pretty amazing. And honestly, like that's that seems like not I mean it might probably get boring, but I mean maybe like the queen ant is one of those like you know, one of those people who gets like I mean sometimes I think this of 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 women in the porn industry. It's like they're exploring something about the act of sex that is like some type of thing that they're like they're working through it or like they're, you know, it's like there's different strokes for different folks. So you got to imagine that um, ants who become queen ants, they like are in, they're like down for a life of just pure fucking. They don't want to do other things. So like, that's like pretty cool. You know I mean? That's like, as long as they're doing what they want to do and not hurting anybody. Plus I believe it's like, wasn't, if it wasn't for the queen ant, then like there wouldn't be any ant societies. so that they really do, they really do, um, hold a very important part of ant society. Um, so then they have you have the queen ant, and then you have, I think you have a drone ant. Like you have, I think you have like a it's like a like a DJI Mavic drone ant who they all have like you know pretty good cameras on the front of them. I believe they're just black and white, but they all they're all connected. And they're all following like the the piss trails across like the floor, and they like are always looking for like when you drop when you drop a crumb, and they're pretty much like walking around outside and then trying to get inside houses. You know, 
And I don't know what's going... I don't think there's much going on inside of their mind. In fact, I actually have on pretty good authority that that um, ants, that drone ants, their drone cam goes right... Their drone cam footage goes right back into the Queen's mainframe database. And when she's getting plowed out by a subpar ant, she can go and just like tap into the drone cam footage of one of the drone worker ants and be like, sorry, like I'm paying attention to this now. While the whatever, like the ant that is like fucking her is just like plowing away, just trying to like, you know, you know, it's, I, I would imagine it would probably be difficult for for ants because I would say I would see it was like seems some somewhat like um what's known as like a like a running a train but then they all have to like hope that their performance is better than the last ant who was just banging out the queen I don't know you know I don't envy I don't envy the life of any insect especially ants but I only bring this up to illuminate that ants have a unique society and they are industrious. Like uh, the guy who was um, the guy from ancient Greece, uh, Aesop, who wrote a bunch of fables about ants and bugs and shit and also different other animals. He said he reported that um, while the grasshoppers were like trying to get their indie band off the ground and they were playing they were playing these little backyard shows the entire summer not even thinking not even realizing that winter is coming that they were going to have to um that they were going to have to prepare for winter meanwhile the ants who like didn't have a thought on their head except for like getting shit back to like the royal queen's palace they were working all all summer long and like unfortunately and which I could totally relate to the um the grasshoppers band like had trouble getting off the ground come fall come winter he's his ass is freezing out in the cold and then who goes and helps him the ant the ant was like listen we actually have a um the ant actually said hey have you ever seen that show um uh what is that show um uh emmett otter's jug band christmas and the grasshopper was like, oh, yeah, I love Jim Henson. He's so fucking great. And he's like, hell, the ant was like, hell, yeah, at least we can agree on that. And actually, the ant wasn't even talking. It was a drone ant. And it was actually the queen ant who was speaking through intercom at the grasshopper. And he, and and she was like, yeah, I've actually seen some of your shows over the summer. And um, we have a residency in um, Ant Palace that you could actually play. You could do like a few shows a day. Um, for pet, you know, for like food, we're not going to pay you, but you can eat. You'll you'll be able to eat, but you also you can't use the main entrance. You have to go in through the back, um, because that's just it's a royal palace, like you understand. And the grasshopper, who's like his legs were re- literally freezing off, he was like, "Yo, I totally understand. Like I could use the gig right now. Plus, um, I don't have anything else going on, so this is actually a really good opportunity for me." And the ants allowed him to play shows at the ant palace. And then he was able to live another year. Then obviously the the next year after that, he went to tour around the garden and all the other animals had heard that he had a, had a residency at ant palace. So now, first of all, grasshopper is playing the same songs. He didn't even write a new album because as we know, the grasshopper is lazy. 
He's not an industrious ant. So he's still playing the same tracks from his first demo. But, and this is just like fucking insects, the next summer after he had that residency at Ant Palace, they're all acting like he's such hot shit because of the association with from playing Royal Ant Palace. Just to go to show that ants are more interested in status and association than the very quality of a thing. It reminds me of when that famous uh, violin player, I think his name was uh, Yo-Yo Ma. He's a cello player. And he went into the dingy New York subways, and all day long he was playing tracks off of... um, off of one of his albums, and nobody would give him the time of day. Literally, a bum came and took a huge shit right in his cello case. And then at knife point, he was raped. And they videotaped the whole thing just to go to show that unless you tell people who you are, nobody sees your your incredible quality of your work. So, all that being said... Matata, I like ants. I think that they're the exception to the rule. I can't stand most bugs. You know what? I even kind of like grasshoppers too, just because that because that story was so heartwarming. But yeah, so most bugs, but grasshoppers and ants. Thank you. All right, cool. Next suggestion we have from King Mexico, and actually, I'm gonna conflate a couple of um, suggestions into this one suggestion. So Adam Cloud suggested about, he suggested, why are podcasts trying to not be offensive? And then uh, King Mexico said, could you talk about Joe Rogan and Whoopi Goldberg's? (coughs) Sorry, guys. (coughs) I hope that's not a COVID cough. But then again, I haven't been really being social at all. So it's impossible, but maybe it is possible. Anyways, let's talk about the situation with the famous podcaster Joe Rogan, and then we'll also talk about things that are offensive and then podcasts. So uh, I think that the world is a very tough place, especially with these last couple of years being all lockdowns and stuff like that. And um, for whatever reason, uh, it's it's like... Um, even though there's a zillion trillion t- channels out there, um, people can't just go and watch the shit that they want to watch because somebody has a problem with it. As we were talking about earlier, um, about the uh, that that if you don't like something, uh, you you don't necessarily have to compete with it. You can just complain about it. You can complain it out of existence, which is a pretty easy way of going about things. So apparently, Joe Rogan is a podcaster who is pretty popular, and he likes to have conversations with different people who, who the world are. Um, it's a little controversial, but like he likes to talk to them. But he's also the the problem is let's let's be real about what the problem is. The problem with him is he is a muscly man, and muscly men. Um, they're actually, they're not, uh, they're actually considered offensive to people in society. Uh, 
some people find muscly men offensive because of the sheer fact of them having muscles. And then the um and then they don't like the idea, they don't like the image in their head of a muscly man lifting weights in a gym. Uh that's it it um it makes people uncomfortable. It's very weird because it actually it actually is to go into a gym and lift weights uh it's like you know i think it's like probably like good for the person to do it here's the thing if you've ever felt depressed or if you've ever felt like sad as i have a lot sometimes one of the best things you could do it to 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 get out of that feeling is to do some type of physical activity um the more when you move your body and you like sometimes uh cause yourself to sweat or you cause your um the muscles that that are attached to your bones to move sometimes that uh initial pain can send it, it can send us um other things in your body to go and combat that pain and sometimes when your when your body tries to uh, attack the pain that you're feeling from using your muscles it gives you an overall good feeling so if you're ever feeling like uh like you are depressed or something like that you could go and exercise maybe even lift weights and that might take away a little of your depression so sometimes people who like have high stress jobs sometimes you t- you can notice that they work out because they also like maybe need to like um need to have, like do that for themselves and I think that like that's one of the things about uh, I believe that Joe Rogan is like one of those people who likes to work out. But let's just call let's just call it for what it is. He's a man and he's bad, so so that's bad. And he has this show that people like, and where he talks about like other like male type stuff, which is you know probably offensive as well. So that's bad. And so you know what? Should people be allowed to? Um, to have uh like their platform and and be artists and and do what they want to do um you know even if even if uh people don't like it sometimes well that's a big question i mean should they be allowed to do that i'm gonna say i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say that people uh people should not be allowed to do anything they want and um if somebody does get away with doing it then you know Maybe they should be complained out of existence, you know? Listen, one of the things that, and this is actually going back to now um, the other person that King Mexico asked about, which is Whoopi Goldberg. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, she said something about um, Jewish people this week, I think. She said that um, something about the Holocaust. So if people don't know, uh, one time, Back in, um, I think, like the 1930s through the 1940s, the um, the Germans who were in Germany, the co- the country of Germans, they actually were very offended by Jewish people. It just happened that Jewish people were they were they were annoyed. They were annoyed about some aspects of Jewish people. They felt that they were they were annoying to them. And so they 
much like how they are how they were treating um you know Joe Rogan they complained they complained about him and then they complained about the the Jewish people so much that finally there was um these guys called the Nazis they were not nice but they were like yeah let's let's do something about them so they rounded all the Jewish people people up and had them vaped they actually had one of the original vaping chambers that they used to um to vape them and um and it was not nice like if you look back into history if you can find there might be some uh recorded uh things that may illuminate this a little bit i'm not sure if if anyone can find some factual data about it it's very hazy but it was actually because you know whoopi goldberg said that it was that um the holocaust was not about race and you know, if you look at the facts, she's kind of right. It was actually that the that the Germans were annoyed. They were they were annoyed. They were complaining about Jewish people because they were annoyed at them for for because they perceived that they were getting away with something, and um they and they were and they were annoyed. So was Whoopi Goldberg right or wrong to say that about the Holocaust? Who knows? Probably. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that she was probably right. I mean. Listen, who who knows? How how is somebody going to be able to to to, to find out things? Do, is there a way that we can like you, where can we find information? Is information out there? How do we know where what happened? How do we know what happened? Uh, is there do, is there any was there any writing or documentation or film or or any type of media that we could understand or that we could reference to find out so that we're just not in the dark. Like, you know what I mean? It's like somebody makes a claim like that and the whole entire world is at a loss. So we just don't know where or how to find the information so that we can just put something to bed and we can figure out, was a person um, speaking absolute fact or is it just some dumb asshole who doesn't know shit talking out their ass? There's no there's no way of finding that information out. So, you know, this is just the world we live in. We live in a very confusing world where every where there's nowhere to find out any information. So it's it, it was really sad because I feel like we're like I feel like it's the fucking Middle Ages, you know? I heard the Middle Ages, everybody was dumber than the next guy. And there was no there was literally nowhere to find out any information. And it feels like that now. You know what I mean? It's so weird. So all right. Let's go to the next suggestion. Um let's go to J C and they have a suggestion of uh flying fish. What's the deal with the flying fish? Is that real? Is a flying fish real? And and then do they actually fly? And that's a great question because I'm sorry, but I don't necessarily have an answer for you, J. Doug C. Let's let's review the flat the facts. Now we know that birds fly, and we know that um, fish swim, right? And I've never heard of flying fish until I heard of um, famous author, famous Canadian author Jan Martel's Jan Mantel's book life of pi right which is a book which is i actually did read and in that book it's about a kid who grows up on a zoo right 
And then all of a sudden, the zoo goes out of business, and his family has to put all the animals on an ark, right? And they set sail for seven days and seven nights for a three-hour cruise. And what happens? Of course, lightning hits the boat, it capsizes. And then he's on a rescue boat with an alligator, gar, a giraffe, two orangutans, a penguin, and a Bengali tiger, right? So, meanwhile, then they're out. They're out to sea, and um, they're just out for. They're out on this boat for like week, forty days and forty nights, like literally, just fucking out in the ocean, middle of the ocean, spinning around. And of course, like the tiger starts eating everybody. Tiger starts first eats the orangutan, then eats the giraffes, then I think the penguin like swam away. Um, but then I think it got eaten by a shark immediately. Um, alligator gar, it killed just for fun. So then it was just this boy and this tiger on the boat, right? And then somehow the t- the kid, um, the kid figures out a way to get the tiger onto the life raft, which then he has a rope that he's kind of using the life raft as like, um, as like this anchor pulley system where he can make, uh, the, the tiger sick by making it go against the waves, even though the tiger could just get out of that shit and swim right to him. But the tiger doesn't, because at this point, like, the human and the tiger are kind of friends. And then, like, right in the middle of the book, in in the book, all of a sudden, he's in this point, and a bunch of flying fish come flying out of the water, and him and the tiger are jumping up and eating all the flying fish out of the air, just both of them just jumping up and swallowing the flying fish whole right down their gullet, fish after fish until they're even tired of it. And they're like getting hit in the face um, with flying fish, just like laying on top of each other, like all completely like um, full. Right. And I'm like, I got to that page in the book. I'm like, yo, this is fucking bullshit. Who's going to believe that there's a flying fish? Like, it's like fool me once with it's like yeah this book was verging on the i don't believe it like i'm supposed to believe that you can have like orangutan giraffe alligator gar penguin tiger two two orangutans and a boy on a boat right on one in just from one like but i'm but then i'm supposed to believe that uh that fucking a flying fish exists. Plus, later on in the book, they go to this floating island where inside the where inside the the plants are human skulls, which also seemed like how is that possible? Did the plants eat the people? What's going on? So all I'm going to say is you're spinning some yarns, Jan Mantel. Um, but you know what though? I never saw the movie and and, I, and maybe I'm going to see the movie just to see if they included that part because sometimes in these movies they cut out, like when things seem a little too ridiculous, they'll cut it out. Or sometimes they put the stuff that's fake and they leave it in the movie because people like to believe bullshit. So anyways, let's go on to the next suggestion here because we got a lot of suggestions. Okay. So Adam Cloud also asked if chickens are dinosaurs. And um, 
The answer is no. Chickens are not dinosaurs. Chickens are birds. Dinosaurs are dinosaurs. Two different things. Um, people who think dinosaurs are birds, it's like, no. No, they're not. They're birds. Birds are pretty cool. They have feathers. They, like, tweet. They can fly around. But no, like, um, flying around, tweeting, and having feathers do not a dinosaur make. A dinosaur is awesome. A dinosaur is has first of all does not have that many feathers. Might have a few feathers, but not a bunch of feathers. Not some dinosaurs completely covered in feathers, but not all of them. And also dinosaurs are big. Dinosaurs are like as big as your car. And also dinosaurs are dead. They're gone. They actually they got extinct from an asteroid, okay? So stop trying to give birds all this clout. They're not fucking dinosaurs. They're something else that might be loosely connected to dinosaurs, but that's why... Did you ever watch the movie Jurassic Park? Were you like, oh, this is just a movie with a bunch of birds in it? No, you were like, this has dinosaurs in it. How did they get these dinosaurs on the screen, right? They So that's how you know that chickens are not dinosaurs. So thank you very much, but no. All right, next suggestion. Um... And Pitar is gay. And listen, I'm not saying that about Pitar. That's his actual screen name. Pitar is gay, says Industrial Revolution Man. And he uh, puts a bunch of A's into the man on the end of the sentence. And the reason he does that is because he wants to have that, that sound of the sentence. Industrial Revolution Man. So what am I supposed to think about that? Okay, Industrial Revolution. So, Industrial Revolution is when people started using coal engines, I think. They were also using all types of... um, They also used to use conveyor belts and gears. They used to use gears, and they used to use mills, and they used to use, like, big, like, um, pumps. Did you ever see the movie uh, with Charlie Chaplin called Modern Times? Uh, and he was working, he was working in like a factory where he had to have a wrench, and all he could do is like one move. He had to like always do a twisty move with the wrench, but then he did the twisty move so much that even he is out of work and he can't stop his arm from doing the twisty move. And now it's like, what have humans become? Are they just parts of a machine that they built, and now they they have no volition of their own self? because they just are doing the twisty move with their hand, what happens when they get home from work and want to uh, masturbate, you know? Do they do the twisty move on their peen, and then they break their peen because uh, their hard dick filled with blood, and then the twisty move, like, wrenched it and um, and broke the blood vessel in their peen and then snapped, like, the nerves inside of there so that they had... And then, not only that, but he, now he's like unable to bust, but also he has to go to work the next day with a throbbing broken peen and do that wrist movement, knowing that that wrist movement like ruined what, some of the, the little pleasure that, that one can have in this, uh, this bleak existence, right? So the Industrial Revolution. On the other hand, the Industrial Revolution gives us, um, you know, it was, an, it was a way of companies to say, hey, listen, we can make things faster because we are um, going to 
make people work like machines and then then but like then people can have things like cars and stuff and uh, maybe ovens and um, maybe even candy like because if you remember it's part of the industrial a big part of the industrial revolution was conveyor belts and that a lot of times you put chocolate on conve- conveyor belts and um, but you cannot have uh, uh, we call Lucy uh, I love Lucy like Lucy Arnez her name is and she is not allowed to work on the conveyor belt because the problem is is like you, it's like don't get high on your own supply. You can't eat the chocolates on the conveyor belt because they have to be boxed later. You stuff in your mouth full of chocolates, and then it's like you're going to muck up the whole... That's not... Listen, you, you're there. You're a part of the machine. That's the, that's the problem with the Industrial Revolution because humans cannot assimilate completely to the machine. We have our own ideas. We have our own will. And sometimes our will is to eat the... Is to eat the chocolate off of the conveyor belt. Sometimes you got to step away from the conveyor belt line and step away from the the the, the, the wrench twisty line and you have to like take a moment for yourself to um to to masturbate to you know and it's like that's the human. The human element is to is for pleasure whether it be sexual or chocolate. Whereas the industrial revolution wants to um, make everybody into the machine. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's bad. Uh, but thank you, Pitar is gay. Um, Cats are superior has a suggestion, two suggestions. Her first suggestion is D's nuts. And, um, so we are to consider D's nuts, which is a reference to the seminal Dr. Dre album, the chronic from 1992, in which there's a a skit, which I believe is from a Rudy Ray Moore album, but but I could be wrong. And the skit is something about D's nuts. Like the punchline is is a guy referencing uh, nuts. Oh no, it's Snoop Dogg who says he says something about D's nuts. I don't remember. You know, memory, like I mentioned, it goes outside of the the limit of actual time, actual speed limit of time. So I could be totally wrong, but. Um, these nuts, right? Nuts or testicles, right? Or ballies, as they as they're referred to. Um, to think about nuts or testicles, right? You have to think about the human form, and of course, there's the human female form and the human male form. Uh, I don't think that it's any um re- revelation that the the female form is a much sleeker. Of, of the of the of the human forms now even though we live in a world of shame uh shame of nudity because you want to cover up uh your your peen and testicles and to a lesser extent um pussy but also but just free the nip that that i think i agree with that but shame right but when we think about shame it's like sometimes i think that the male has to have a little bit more of the shame because if we think of the female form, there's a layer of adipose tissue around the female form, which is a thin layer of fat, which gives the female form a smoothness and a roundness. Also, um, females have boobs, which are which are aesthetically, they're you know um, they're they're better to look at, and also they have less 
hair growing all over their bodies. So, like, they kind of got a better deal of that, um, except for that they have to have periods, which is seems annoying. On the other hand, the the male form, it's more, like, rigid. Um, we also have adipose tissue, but instead of gathering it near our hips like women do, we gather it on our bellies, which is gross, right? And then we have the penis and balls situation. I say the penis and balls situation because it is it is like a really an unthought out situation that um that they they didn't work that they really it's like a design flaw. Now I know uh cats are superior suggestion was about these nuts, but we can't think about these nuts without thinking about dispeen. And dispeen is it's it's a real I don't I really you know peens often are just horribly mangled, discolored um and it's like often smaller than the guy hopes that it is and really only um only is like viewable in any context for 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 like in any positive light when it's hard um but you know when when does that really happen um often when masturbating but moving past that the balls just a wrinkly bag of also you know uh hairy material uh with these two uh orbs inside and if you've ever seen uh, a nutsack slid open and the actual balls uh there's like a fluid layer that um is around the nuts and the actual nuts are very small inside of there so they're actually the nuts are actually more like um tiny like peanuts or cashews surrounded by a fluid a fluid bag um so i'm going to have to say that's i'm going to have to say that's kind of um it's not uh, as it's not aesthetic it's not an aesthetic thing so but that's but that's what we got you know and perhaps much of the turmoil in the world is is the shame surrounding this situation the 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 penis and balls situation so but who knows who's to know really the other suggestion by cats are superior is uh, a place to visit a place to visit that's a that's a nice suggestion thinking about a place to visit where would i like to go in life um i would like to visit again the rest of the united states of america um i would like to tour america uh doing a live show doing a live show of my creation that would be cool i would like to tour america and canada again I would like to go, you know where's the place? I'm going to say a place that I would like to go is the Blue Ridge Mountains. I would like to go to that national park around Tennessee where uh, that old growth forest is. I think that would be cool. I would also like to go to um, Michigan. I would like to go to Michigan, the, the Upper Peninsula again. That was cool. And I would like to tour Canada again. I would like to tour the fringes. But you know, the problem is, is when I think about the places I want to go, it's always in, except for the, except for that Blue Ridge Mountains part, whenever I think about places I want to go, it's always in 
relation to places I have been already. Like I think about where I would like to go and I just go back in time and and I go back and I break the the speed limit of of memory and think about my my experiences already and and I want to try to go back in time and relive things that I remember in a, in a positive way. And then it makes me sad that uh that you know no matter what you can't time is moving forward and you cannot go back to re- to revisit a memory if you ever get the chance to go back in time and revisit a memory memory it doesn't work out the way you think it's going to work out it actually works out in a full on disaster like if you ever if you ever saw um if you ever read the book the play our town you'll know that when Emily Webb dies, she gets to go back in time and relive a day. And guess what? She thinks it's going to be all cool. But you know what? Turned out going back in time, reliving a day, very depressing. It makes you really sad because it makes you think like, shit, I wish I like paid attention the first time instead of squandering my whole entire existence thinking about what I wanted to do. Instead, I could have been in the moment and saw how beautiful it was. And now I'm dead. And now I'm just basically here on a vacation of memory. And um, and fuck it, dude. I don't even want to be here. Take me back to my gravesite. I'm going to go and be dead now. So that's what you get if you try to, um, if you try to go back in time. Or even, even if you try to go, if you want a place to visit and the visit isn't a memory, you can't do it. So th- there's two options. You could go to a new place or you could go back to a place you went to, but you're going to know that everything about it is going to be different. Maybe even the stores that you visited were gone. Maybe even the people that you knew there was dead, you know? So, I don't know, Cats are Superior. That's a tough one. I'm going to have to really meditate on that one. All right. Anyways, guys, I, I got to as many of the suggestions as we could in an hour, and... uh and I think that uh, some of the suggestions that we didn't talk about, um, you know, we'll we'll have to get to them next time. And if there was something that you uh, that you thought that I should have gotten to, uh, just suggest it again, and then I'll know that you really cared to to know about it. Also, um, yeah, j- definitely still join the Patreon because I think the episodes on there. Uh, I'm doing this thing now on the on the Patreon episodes is I'm reviewing the 2021 year in music uh, from the NPR list. And it's I think it's pretty funny. And I think that um, I think it's worth a listen. So definitely join my Patreon because I need I need help. So thank you so much. And I'll see you next time. Okay, bye.